Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. The views and opinions of this podcast are solely those of the host. And if you heard something you didn't like, Kid Gravity probably said it. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Borders presents podcast to podcast. Oh, so we got some nourishment from the from the earth. I think Yusef got his nourishment from someplace I don't get my nourishment from. I I ate some of that somewhat organic food he yeah whatever you got you got you got your you, you got your grass that that the earth provided that's fine with me so we took a break y'all and now we're going to continue our conversation with what's going on on this terra firma and see how the solutions of black folks need to be implemented outside of just talking. So once again, I have Yusef Glenn on, so I'm gonna allow him 30 seconds to just reintroduce himself if y'all forgot, because we all know in this day and age, people have very small attention spans. So Yusef, please reintroduce yourself and then we'll get back into it. Okay, well, hello, thanks again for having me. I'm enjoying the discussion, a lot of good things that we're talking about and that the community needs to hear. But um, I'm Yusuf Glenn, a.k.a. Yusufu, from the Ratchet Today Show. Cool. Yusuf. And yes, the brother does talk real. He does talk harsh. He is very smart, and he's very angry. So please, when you hear a black man that's smart and angry, it's not always a negative thing. It just yeah, means that there's... Yeah, because sometimes when I do speak angrily, people don't want to hear me no more. But then later on, they figure out that I was right. So I run into that problem as well. So we're not, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm working on my patience. I'm trying not to be yelling and cussing at everybody, but motherfuckers don't listen. They wait till it's too late. We've been trying to warn everybody all this time. Scholars before us been trying to warn us and get us prepared to actually make some tangible moves, not to just be out there protesting wildly. Correct. And shout out to the OGs. I put up a post on that over the weekend. I said, we all, we don't learn from the OGs anymore. And then when stuff like this arises, we don't know how to maneuver correctly. And you see the end results now. Everybody's just destroying things and there's no 
militant action. Like, I, I, I was thinking about when we got off what you said about how you respect the rioting. And again, like I said, I'm not going to completely agree with you, but, you know, there is some truth into what you said. Because if we were doing this rioting, but we also had people more or less, I won't say negotiating, but a message, telling, to, the a message to the people of what we're doing. Like, like if we had the militant Malcolm, but we also had the Malcolm that was going to places and articulating what the struggles are and what we need to do, I think my, I think my view would be different. Yeah, I agree. Because it's supposed to be a method to your madness. Exactly. It's supposed to just be out. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't even realize, you know, I don't know. But um, I got some shit I want to show you, too, after this, because um, something I want you to react to, because I just feel something. And I want to know how black men feel, you know? Mm -hmm. You can never get more perspective when one person is speaking. And that's another thing. People need to learn how to, if it don't apply, let it fly, you mm -hmm. know? Um get the message where it makes sense and where it resonates with you because they act like it's illegal to generalize. Like if I just say, oh, white people, this, 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 and that, even though it's factual, because it's not all of them, it's only 99.9%, .9%, then y'all want a disclaimer. If I say black men or black women, and because it's not all of you that I'm talking about in this particular instance, I feel like if you know right from wrong and you know what needs to be done and stuff like that, you know that somebody somewhere needs to hear that message. Because you can see it based on reality, the way everybody's discombobulated. Right. All yeah, no, I, I, I hear ways. you. Right. We're affected in different ways by the same system. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, like, like yeah, I ain't got nothing to add to that. You, you, you said it. it. It's just, it's just very weird what we are doing today. It's just like it's not. I won't say it's working because, like you said, we have people listening now, but I'm also of the mindset that it shouldn't have taken that because we did this five years ago and nothing changed. But now this man is the catalyst. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. It does. You know, it's some hard truths in there because I can make it make sense, but, you know, it might be hard to, for some people to hear. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 dive into that because yeah I I don't know I don't have any thoughts right now I'm just upset but what I wanted to allude to you and I think I spoke about this on part one I just want to show you this real fast now if y'all know George Floyd has scheduled well whoever putting together this stuff has three funerals and he's just done one in Minnesota and today he's in Houston. Apparently that's where he was living before he went to Minnesota and they had the viewing. Now, if we all saw the clips when he was in Minnesota, the casket was closed. But today, the way I'm looking at it, the way it's viewed, the casket's open. And that's just weird to me because they didn't beat his ass. He didn't get Emmett tilled. There was nothing wrong with his face. So I'm just wondering why the casket is open today. So I'm just going to show Yusuf because he said he didn't see it. So I pulled it up. Now I got this from ABC 13 in Houston. So I'm just going to show him this real fast. Fiddle, play. Okay, play now. 
No. I know it's kind of damn. Tilted. Kind of, tilted. Huh? Like tilted. Tilted this yeah. way? One of them way. Well, shit, it's just bright as hell. I see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I could put down the brightness a little bit. Maybe that'll help. I don't know if you really see. So the casket is right there, and it looks like it's open. Uh huh. And what I'm saying is, when he did the one in Minnesota, the casket was closed. So why is the casket open in this? Well, I think it's because it's from back at for several reasons. One is because he's back at home with the people who. Um, he was living with and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, more of a home base for him. Um, so, you know, they probably made uh, stronger demands. They probably mm-hmm. made demands demanding that his casket be open. Maybe his mom is there and said, no, open my son's casket or something, you know, or his sister or family members a power of attorney. Also, um, it could be the fact that they don't want to send the message because our spiritual energy is so mystical. And so even though we don't understand spirituality and the way energy works so deeply, mm-hmm. to see this face out there with all the rage that's out there in that community, it's more of a fire out there than it is in Houston right now. Okay. See, Houston, you got people who genuinely want to mourn him from his life. And then you got people in Minnesota who was upset because it happened right there, and that was the last straw that brought him back. So... The white people having a spiritual colonizing type of thing about them, everything they know about spirituality, they took from us. They learned from us. But not only did they learn it from us, they took it out of us, conditioned it out of us, you know, with our cooperation, out of fear. However, it's, it's a very powerful energy that goes on with all those bodies, all those black bodies and minds out there radiating the same thing. Mm-hmm. You see, what? I feel like if we were to all come together and jump up and down and say the same thing, that the earth would move or something would happen. We don't know what because we lost that collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. But I think that for all those angry black people down there and all those so-called in-between allies and all of that, just the power in numbers, enough to radiate the type of energy to see his face on top of that, it could have caused more on a spiritual plane. And I think that in some kind of way, um, the white spiritual colonizers are conscious of that. Mm. So they took the full experience to see him and say goodbye at home. And why okay. so many, Why is he having a funeral tour? Th- that's, yeah. Okay, let's get controversial. Fuck it. Because black folk, we're into shows too much. We're into the spectacle of things. That's why you have chicks going viral for marrying themselves down to, I got to have a $150,000 casket. Like, why is the casket gold, number one? But if the family wanted that, that's, I can't say nothing on that. But three tours, I mean, presidents don't even get three tours. They had the support of people. For a change, they had the support of people. They got millions Mm -hmm. of dollars in regards to his death, so they had it to splurge on him for him to go out in style. We're a very colorful people and a very spiritual people. And so mm-hmm. usually when someone dies, you want to celebrate their life. And, you know, they'd rather you celebrate in their life rather than mourning over them forever. So it's just a process. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this is just a media thing for the media. I think, I think it is. I, I think it is because now they say. I want to drive it home. Look at us. We're not racist because we're 
we're burying them three times. Like, you know, we feel you. But yeah, Black Lives Matter. It's like, you can't even go to the store right now and the white cashier make one mistake. And she's like, I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter. I'm, I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie to you. I well, I mean, that's what it is already. I'm telling you now, I've been on the phone with friends and I've been out and about getting service. And every mm -hmm. time it's one person, they're like everything. They, they just have to Black Lives Matter. You know, and that's why it's white bitches out there wearing shirts saying, if I suck black dick, then I can use my mouth to speak on black issues. Out there saying stuff like that. It was a white, a black dude who literally said that he was scared. I wanted to show you that. I want you to pull up that video. He proposed to the white girl at the protest. Of all times in history, the pro <laughs> so and on top of that, it's a it's a real low, broken spirited type of shit. So mm. out there protesting, he said he was scared to go to the protest. As a black man, he was scared to go to the protest. You look at him, he don't even look like he all the way black. First of all, he looked mixed. Second of all, you say that as a black man, you're out there at the thing and you're scared to go to the protest because of Black Lives Matter and all the controversy, but you send your white girlfriend out there without you. Mm. And you go out there, once you finally go out there with her, you bring your ring and you propose to her. That's just so many levels of scare and fear and weakness and obsession and self-loathing that they couldn't wait to put on the white media. So yeah, that don't make sense. Media, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense. Be safer on white media begging for their acceptance and proving that he's worthy. And then she is, uh, uh, he's in more danger on, on her news proposing to her right now in this racial climate that she is out there by herself at a Black Lives Matter rally. Mm. Yeah, I don't <sighs> Pull up the news interview. You'll understand exactly what I'm uh, saying. Do you know the brother? Do you know his name? The mindset of a lot of us. Do you know the brother's name? Do you? Wait, what, what media? Was that on Instagram? I think it, you'll see it on C. All you just say, black guy proposes to a white woman. Right, let me check YouTube. Black Lives Matter proposal, or you know something, <laughs> and it'll pop right on up because he's ratchet trending. He's the he's the hot toddy. He's like everybody's like yeah, and all the black people out there cheering him I on. Can't like, yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for. I already know them 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 swirlers are gonna get. They're gonna get a hold of that. They're gonna go in. Oh well. Oh, they. Need I, I don't to. care. I don't. They I, need to get out of the sunken place. Yeah, well, they they there too, but that that's another show I I gotta do. Cause I got they 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 do too much. I mean, it's another show, but we're just making a point that all ties in. All of this goes together because again, we're all affected in different ways. Like I said, so he's an example of someone who's scared and in fear because he's in close proximity with one of them behind enemy lines, thinking that that was the way to go and that that was better than his own people. How are you scared to go to a Black Lives Matter protest? But you said he promote. Wait, you said he proposed to a white girl? Yeah. Because the first one I see is two black people. Yeah, well, look for the white one. Okay. Uh... That's another thing. When people start talking about holding uh, outside threats accountable, we start talking about, well, black people do this to each other, but black people this. We understand that, but we're not talking about that right now. We just talked about that yesterday. We talked about it before, and we're going to talk about it again. Right now, white supremacy gets its slice of the pie. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest problem that trickles down to every other thing that we're, we're dealing with. As a community, as a race, black people, our number one issue to conquer together is white supremacy. And so we're going to need the unity. We're going to need the love. That doesn't mean that, oh, love's a different uh, discussion. 
a unity is a different discussion. No, it all ties in hand in hand. It's all encompassing. It's a very deep situation where we're in a very unique situation in society as a people. No one is in this position that we are. That's why mm -hmm. the white man couldn't wait to get a black man on there who was so happy that he finally got the courage to uh, go to Black Lives Matter and propose to his white girlfriend who felt safe out there all by herself. White yeah, that, that, that's, that was funny because I, I, I've seen that over the years. Like, white people feel safer around us than we do around them. And that's just... That's just weird. That's why I have a zero fuck your feelings uh, tolerance policy. Wow. That's exactly why. So I think I found it online, but they terminated the account. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I'm explaining to you. It was a news uh, interview. The mixed up mm -hmm. uh, the interracial couple, they were so happy. And, and, you know, they were just trying to... Anything that, again, like I said earlier in the first part, co-opting our movements, taking the attention off of what the real issue is to try to see how could you be out there fighting for Black Lives Matter with such beautiful interracial love going on? No, you're just saying it because it benefits you as a group of people who are dying more than being born and who burn in the sun with weak genes that want strong DNA. You want to create bionic whites. And I understand. Mm -hmm. That don't mean that we should allow you and just go with you and support people who do that. If you want to go with them, then go let them march for you while you're out here. Because if you want to get technical, George Floyd's white-ass fiance was on there telling everybody to calm down, remember? Mm -hmm. Out there marching for him instead of really acting like a person who really just lost her fiance. She's a fucking meth head Becky. And he lucky that he was so powerful and that God used him yeah. to get everybody outside. God used George and the corona. Because mm -hmm. it's been going on. Mm -hmm. So question. I don't know if you keep up with this, but <laughs> you know you know them conspiracy theory channels, right? On yeah. YouTube. So they're saying that man died three years ago. And that body that, that was there is not him. Now, I don't subscribe to that because I'm not going to sit there and try to we'll figure it out. Like, I'm why, not. Why I'm not. Because it's just, it's just funny <laughs> because... They're, they're bringing that up. Like, every time something like this happens, someone's like, you got to wash this hand. And it's not only white people. I saw a black guy do it, too. That's why I first saw it. No, it's everybody. Everybody riding on the cause and black empowerment being trendy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, yeah, I have that problem, too, because, I mean, this I was doing this back when, I mean, BM, BLM started, before they even started. And I was like, we gotta, we gotta start restructuring our thinking. Yes. And, and now, and now, twenty twenty, here we are. Everybody's all pro black again. I'm like, but y'all didn't care before Trayvon got killed. Y'all didn't care. And that's why I said I understand the message of Black Lives Matter, but I think their execution is poor. Well, better something than nothing. That's what I say because we need it in all the places we can get it. It shouldn't be trendy, but that's why. I devote my time, my image, my voice, and my thinking to the cause of, you know, raising the consciousness of our people. So, like, for example, you know, the Ratchet Today show, first thing you think is that you're going to see a whole bunch of ghetto hood rat chicks out there, a whole bunch of ratchet shit going on, and black people the only one to ratchet. That's the first thing you think when you come there. But then mm -hmm. you come there and you realize that I'm smart, angry, and black. Things go on. We decolonize the spirituality. We talk about the things that make you uncomfortable in all kinds of ways and then make you inspire your train of thought afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole, we have to be able to, you know, 
convince our people ourselves, control, take control of the narrative. And so that is our responsibility as black voices, you know, but it's also a responsibility of black ears to not just be ears, but to be bodies, to be hands, to be pockets, to be hearts, to be minds, to be spirits all together. And we're the only group of people that's disconnected from that. You can even look down to nature. There's a, a cat, a house cat, a bobcat, a lion, a tiger, a jaguar, all these different cats. They all have different natures. <laughs> and they all stick true to their nature and to their own kind. They have their own look and everything. We are the original human. These other groups are subhumans, which means something like, which just like a jaguar, something like a tiger, but different stripes, different spots. Mm -hmm. different natures. White people and black people have a different nature. That's why we can, even in the midst of all we've been through, undeniably try to fight for what's right and still see the right is wrong. And, and, and all it takes is little symbolic victories for us to feel some type of peace. It's because we are good people and we do have good hearts. But that don't mean you don't got to get a little down and dirty every now and then. Mm -hmm. Research any god or goddess, they all have a wrath if you betray or if you, whatever. Right. Jesus ain't the only, uh, the white one, ain't the only uh, God out there. There's countless of them, and we've been raped from them. So that's something that needs to be talked about, too. So we get down and dirty on decolonizing spirituality. We read all kinds of spiritual literature, all types of things that got us colonized spiritually, how to decipher what the Greek God really is, how he backtracks to Africa for real, mm -hmm. the stolen version. That way yeah. we don't get fake-ass energy. We funneling our spiritual energy to a subhuman who's something like us, but they don't have that spirit the way we do. So in order to get the spiritual blessings and energy, because see, as the people of this planet, we're the ones connected to the fruits and the vegetables and shit. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for other people to want to exist here, they have to rape our energy. And so that's on the spiritual level too. That was deep. That was, I ain't saying that. I ain't even. Y'all know me. I, I usually jump in on something. I, I, I let the brother speak because it's been a while since I've heard stuff like this. And you can tell the brother passionate about what he's saying. He's not just doing it for money. He's not looking for no cash app. He's really about well, I do need the cash. No, let's don't get <laughs> cash tag ratchet today because this is the only man. way to get support. This yeah. only, my people is the ones that support me. I'm not sitting here relying and watching what I say and walking treading thin lines about something so harsh. Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about it. And just so that uh, white commercials can come up on my shit, I'm not cracker or friendly. Fuck you, I have a whole community that hears me and that supports me and appreciates my service to the community and they cash app the ratchet today every day. Actually, even when I'm not making videos, it inspires me to get my ass up and do something. Mm -hmm. Stop letting your voices die. Because, you know, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, the writer of a lot of different um, literature and, and the, uh, like the ISIS papers and post-traumatic slave yeah. syndrome, very important stuff, enjoyed the groin and stuff like that. But Dr. Francis Cress Welsing died penniless, yes. died penniless, okay? After all that, she contributed some to, the, to the whole community. That is not happening this time. 2020 and in the past couple years, black people have been supporting each other and cash in one another and keep doing it. Because you cash tag them dickheads when they you cash tag them coons, don't let a real nigga go under either. Support the motherfucking movement. One day we open up some real shit. I ain't the fuck, I ain't begging. Mm -hmm. I don't, and if I got to, I fucking will. This is my motherfucking people. Mm -hmm. 
and that's the way I see it. That's all I need. I don't need white people to succeed in life. I hear you. And the white people can join the pay patrol program, the Ratchet Cracker Relief Fund, same cash tag. I hear you. Okay. Well, look like I got a look like I got a taker. Somebody said they want the link, so I gave them the link. I want I want to hear what they got. Well, now I argued with this brother the other day about Obama and Trump. And I was like, I was like, listen, whether I don't know what he's doing it for, or if he's doing it as a political move, if if whatever he's doing can help us go forward, even though I know you're gonna say we don't want white people help. You just said that, but I'd rather take what he's taking it and reverse it and use it as our own but you know what so hold on so you have you have a white person that's about to come on no 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 he black he black okay cuz nah, yeah i was no. about to excuse myself for nah, 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 nah. nah no no i don't associate I, with them i don't talk to them i don't I, have no, to i hear you nah, I, I wouldn't do that showing to you. them what's right and wrong they know right from wrong and they know their history mhm no i hear you i, I wouldn't do that to you like if I know somebody's coming on, I, I usually clear. I, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. We've never done this like this. So, but usually, if I do have guests come on, I let I, as you saw, I do Instagram groups. I let everybody introduce themselves and then let them talk. Yeah, and get to know each other. I'm not. I'm not about just like surprising people, stuff like that. I, yeah, y'all can say that for them for them hot ninety sevens and all that. I, I ain't about that life. I don't fuck with them. Not, we not, well, look, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know black people that don't like necessarily like white people. I mean, that's fine. That's how you want to move. That's cool. I mean, we're not, I mean, I, I'm on that thing now about we might, like I said to you in the other show that we might have to start thinking about separating, not just from, you know, other societies, but we might have to separate our own. From well, our the coons got to go first. Yeah, the coons got to go first. Malcolm X Ben said that, and uh, look at him, how he was wiped out from Cointel mm -hmm. Pro, internal stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. I had this thing, I had this thinking a few years ago. I was like, y'all, well, no, it wasn't the coons. It was the more of the black conservatives. I was like, you guys, you're going to silence them. They're basically the only ones, like, the buffer to white people. But, I mean... Based on, like I said, what was going on this last couple of weeks with like Brandon Tatum and Candace Owens and a couple others, I mean, they they've been getting roasted online for yeah. For that's stuff. all they count for. Drag yeah. the shit out of them. Continue to do that because that's the issue with a lot of things in the world now. It ain't no shame out here. It's a lot of yeah. shit motherfuckers ought to be ashamed for. And since they not, you got to put their ass to shame. Yeah. Then try to take that energy and put it to something that you really care about a real purpose, a real cause. That way you're not, you get maximize your reach, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I like I don't know if you saw my last show that I did, the, the Bible study show. Are you on YouTube? Um, I mean, I have my own YouTube channel, which I put the videos on, and then okay. I have a backup one that we were going to use for interviews, but that hasn't really taken off yet, so I might just use this one for it. But well, I'm gonna make sure I subscribe because I couldn't find it. I typed in the kid gravity. Yeah, there's a lot of kids. My name's not exactly. It's not a unique name, so I'll I'll send you the link afterwards. Okay, but, is somebody yeah. coming in? I'm waiting for him. He said you wanted to listen. I said, All right, I let don't me know how you my drink real quick. I'm yeah, grabbing my drink. I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm having a good time, though. Thank you. No problem. No problem. So, like I was saying, folks, 
y'all y'all have heard me say this on multiple shows that we need to start separating. And I know that's an unpopular thing to say, but as black folks, for us to get anywhere, even y'all's Martin Luther King saying, y'all know how I feel about MLK. We, he even said we were set, we were integrate. I integrated my people into a burning building. Like he even realized that force integration did not work. And you, and if you want a big example of how for not not forcing integration work, look at how gay people ingratiated themselves in society and the power that they got. They sat right there. They they knew y'all hated them. So they created their own little society and they built political power. Now all of a sudden, we're in 2020. If you say anything about a gay person, you're going to lose everything you've ever achieved in life. And I think black folks now, they're starting to adopt that, but they're not adopting it the right way because yeah. You're you're gonna sit there and cancel everybody. Y'all gonna mess around and cancel the wrong people. Cause now you got people just sitting there apologizing. Like, what but are you gonna do with the real voices when they say something you don't like? What are y'all gonna do? Y'all gonna cancel yourself to where you don't need them. You see the LGBT, they willing to collectively come together to cancel people. See, cause I always deal with that. Two people ask me how am I gay and pro black. I ask how are you black and not pro black. Mm -hmm. You see, and LGBT, the B for me stands for black. I put my black foot forward. But I'm not going to undermine and dismiss the fact that even in this racial climate right now, there were just 30 black men beating the shit out of a young transsexual. Mm -hmm. We're not going to, you know, so black people want, if we want to go there, start to understand that all these little gays and all that stuff in your community, they're your children. So regardless, they're your creation and they have great use. They come together and they use what they got. If y'all want to shame them and they'll drag your ass, you know they good for reading. You know everybody got one in their family. They creative. They artistic. They'll take that away from you. They have creative capital that they will hold against you if you. So we have to have something to take. And at the end of the day, as black people, same thing with white people. We have mm -hmm. the power. We have the talent in the athleticism that runs your industries. Mm -hmm. yeah, don't take that for ourselves. So we need to bridge the divide between the uh, black LGBT community and the LGBT community. Also, with women and men too, the gender wars. That needs to be addressed too, all encompassed, because at the end of the day, we are all better together. And no matter how gay you is, you can shoot a motherfucker and save your life just like anybody other black person. But I don't think that you can kill your interracial partners to do that for you because they're not going to kill their white mom when shit really hit the fan. They're going to turn on your ass at the last fucking minute. Always be with black. Even with the LGBT need to be taught black pride. You don't think they have black pride like that? No, I mean, we they, do. No, we I mean do. the LGBT. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it matters oh. to all of us. We're all black. Okay. Like, like you can't say black lives matter because look i said it the other day on my channel when i saw that it makes me feel like and remind me of the fear of people in the gay black community they feel like after we on the front lines with y'all right mm -hmm. all different uh areas of the front lines with you and then y'all gonna try to kill us next yeah that's how we feel mm. Well, a lot of them, when I say that, I'm just speaking, sometimes I just get possessed with the ancestors and it don't even be me talking. Right. I'm just telling you as a gay black man to where that gay shit does not impress me none. What matters to me is as my black position in society. You see what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so I don't want to feel like I'm fighting for a community that's going to turn on me either. Because how many black men do you see speaking up as ferociously as I do? You see more women doing that. 
Okay. And right. So I'm a firm believer in building a black male patriarchy. Right. Well, you remember too, patriarchy today is that's a dirty word. Well, I'm just saying it because in the context of where people can understand, because this is what we all live in and what we all rule under is a white male patriarchy. So yeah. why could we use no, that? I'm, I'm, I'm for black male patriarchy. It's just we're going to have to gonna have to do a lot of re-education. That's going to be yeah, a lot of legwork. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it because I'm, I'm all for it because we need more fathers and we need more male, strong male figures because we're, we're basically... We're basically an army with no generals, no captains. We we don't have that many leaders. Yeah. And it's like, without leaders, who's gonna negotiate? Who's gonna come up with the plans? Because now you have foot soldiers coming up with the plans, and they don't have the experience. And now I get that they're coming out here. They're coming out here, and then we're watching them operate. And then it's like. You you want the you want the little small battles, but I'm trying to go for the war. Yes. Or or at least if I do lose that war, I make a significant dent. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm not seeing it, but like I said, I've seen our Generation Z and Generation AA. They're gonna be the ones that are really gonna spark this change. I got a question for real though. Yeah. Do you think that collectively, black people overall? Or waiting on a black savior, on a black savior, or just a white savior, some savior. Are we waiting on a savior more than we're waiting and willing to do all the work it takes necessary to to to, to build ourselves up? That already happened, but he failed, and that was Obama. That's how I feel. Okay, so bam, point point taken. So we don't need a leader as much as we think we do, as much as we need to be leaders, right? Exactly. Okay. Cause we won't. Cause if we had leaders, Obama wouldn't. We we would just see Obama as what he was. He was the first black president. Now we have the established leaders that can go to that man, build a caucus, and say, "Listen, this is what we need." Because yeah. honestly, I watched from '08, and I wasn't really into politics like that. But now that I am more into it, I researched the last his eight years. We lost so much political power to the Hispanics. It's not even funny. We can't get anything passed. And when I showed you that clip earlier in part one of the caucus dealing with, with Pelosi and Schumer, I was like, the Black Caucus is dead. How, how do you allow that? And then I'm like, yeah. it, it, it just made no sense. You see the difference, though? Because those young people that are out there now marching are the future leaders. This is a group of people out there who was leaders. See, before we was out there, we was a group of people who wanted acceptance and we mm-hmm. wanted and the police brutality as well is still coming because we got to accept the fact that they are slave patrol, slave catchers. This is who they've been. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of this always somewhere where you need to stop and thank you, baby. Because right. there's just so much going on in the world. And so it's a tough situation to be a black person, period. But notice how out here is a whole bunch of people who could be the future leaders and not a whole bunch of people who are out there feeling powerless and looking for a savior. They just want change. You see what I'm saying? They know that change comes from the individual people in the positions to make the decision for themselves. White people could end white supremacy tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, right. I saw a post that was saying... Why would they, though? They don't they have... No, they make money off of it. Why would you do it? Yeah. 
because yeah, I saw a post somewhere that said we gotta that, be the reason. Yeah, the post that said what that um the billionaires like Zucker and and Bill Gates could end police brutality. Now I saw an old, on one of my um friends' podcasts uh, just com- just a conversation, and I and I asked him I'm like, but when but why wouldn't they just buy those police forces and then just control the narrative? Why would they end police brutality? They'll just strategically take police, sponsor them, and then they can do whatever they want. What are you going to do? Because they'll have no accountability at the end of the day. What are you going to say? Oh, we're going to stop going on Facebook. Okay, fine. A I still own police. Instagram. I still go. I still right. I still own Instagram. Okay, fine. You're going to leave off of that. How do you get your message out? Because there's, I, I maybe I missed it, but there's no black social media outlet that's big. I don't see it. I don't know. I'm feeling compelled to say something about policing ourselves. I actually do want to get into that. I, that's why I brought that up. Okay. Because you know how Minnesota is trying to get rid of police and they're doing community policing. And I advocated that we should go back to neighborhood watches so you can limit the amount of police that are in your neighborhood. Yes. But then here's the problem with that. Are you ready to hold your own people accountable? Because yes. if you're not going to do that, then there's no point because the neighborhood watch not only is supposed to hold everybody in the neighborhood accountable, they're also supposed to be the buffer between you and the police. So if you're not going to sit there and, and elect these people, but then tell, get these people told when they do wrong, then there's no point. You might as well just go deal with the police. Well, right now, starting themselves. from the ground up like this in these type of times, the people is, you know, the ground up, they are the people, you know? So it ain't no elected nothing. You are the people. You right. see? That's another mindset that we need to change, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, you are the people. So out there policing yourselves means policing yourselves. It means washing your, your young children and girls, mm-hmm. washing your women, protecting them, being ready to do by any and all means necessary, being ready to kill who the fuck ever is trying to fucking kill or steal or rape you, being a, having a motherfucking way to apprehend their ass mm-hmm. if necessary. You feel me? Be willing to do what the fuck ever. Be willing to come to the neighbors and help them too and break them up. Right. Be ready to come and stop a neighbor, a robber's neighbor with a fucking bullet. Mm-hmm. But then again, we we do, like I said, we do have a problem with accountability in, in the black community. Uh, that's why I think if you're going to do that, that's the black number one thing. Black niggas up in the jails too. Once we get a jail, a black, once we get a black judicial system, we can handle black right. criminals fairly as well too right but you know again everybody like you said everybody wants to talk about it but anybody want to put in the work they want other people to put in the work that's why i said when we separate you got to make sure you're going to need some foot soldiers but everybody can't come come there because we know there's a lot of people that are not going to want to put in the work for it they're just going to want the spoils i don't i I wish that we would yeah I wish we would realize that. Uh oh. You're breaking up. We can organize. We know how to organize. Think about how to. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, you were breaking up a little bit. I want to get all that. Okay, is it back? I we hear know you. How to organize. Huh? It's it's spotty. It's a little slow, but it looked like it's back now. Yeah, you're you're good now. Yeah, 
it was um so it's like we know how to organize. I think we have a fear of failure so much that we think that we can't organize and shit. It's mm. like think about how the gangs organize. So if the gangs, because this is how white supremacist groups and white cops and all that, this is how they came together. They organized in their community. They decided for themselves over time what the costume was going to be and all of that. But they already knew what their purpose was. And that was to, you know, maintain their property of black people. And so, you know, I just feel like that if the, like, for instance, the gangs on the corners now, if they had badges and honor and pride, you know, that we would already have a police force. So with that being said, if the people who are their parents could come mm -hmm. and wrangle that in, you know, organize mm -hmm. that a little better, you know, you kids got it, you got the right idea. At the time, I couldn't organize like that, but I did have this in place. You see, learn from my mistakes. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's what it comes to having to take a control of your community and policing your community means as well. It's a social thing. It's a social yeah. thing, you know? And so it's like if, like, if the men would just go to the gangs and let them know, look, you're doing it all wrong, son. Do it like this. Come here. Cause we got a bigger issue. We're not fighting each other out here. See, we got a real purpose here. We need you. You are the future. You see, take them, get them, you know, training, start drill sergeanting them and talking to them and letting them know and letting them. Yeah, turn a gang into an army. Confidence, giving them some pride and the reason to have something to take honor in. You protecting these women and these children in your community and these little boys and all of this. This is you. You, you, your community is you. Start instilling that racial pride into these people with these. With these guns out here and shit, we already got something. Mm -hmm. And then after the dads come in and talk to their sons and get them hype, they dads are coming and they uncles are coming. Right. Foster an environment to where the women and children can be safe. Then you can go back to it's correct teaching. Science. It's social science. Yeah. It's tough out there. But yeah, that's a good way to start policing yourselves. Start going to your gangs in your community and letting them know this is some real shit out here. Y'all out here ganging and banging. Now we got to guard the front line. What's good? What's good? Because y'all going to be the first ones they take out. Exactly. Black folk, there's a lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work, black folk. And it's a lot of us. It's a lot it's of a lot us. Of this, though. So we can do something. Okay. Right now, we can outnumber them right now. When it's, I don't understand how one cop, one cop will come and spray uh, and scare the whole entire group of 100 black people. I see it all the time at clubs. Mm -hmm. You see it on this shit out here. All it takes is one cop, and it'd be 100 black people, and they out there scared as fuck. Why are you scared? It's more of us than it is of them anyway. Fuck the little gun. Somebody going to get shot anyway, but we ain't all going to fuck down. Exactly. You'll get them eventually. <laughs> the cops ain't that they not that sharp shoot. White people is the, the least community. All they got is they little coon allies and all that, and we know who they are because they all up under them right now. So it's not that hard to decipher the coons and all of that either. They all gotta go. Mm. Okay. And I ain't talking about killing nobody, but I'm talking about in the sense of No, you just gotta you just gotta not death. listen to their messages. Yeah, and, and but if it is life or death, understand that is what I mean then. Yeah, we're not gonna go that far yet. We, I mean, we're at that point, but 
we need a little bit more infrastructure before we think Well, that's how that. you know you won't protect yourself when the time comes, because you have to make a decision here and now that you're willing to fight to the death for your life mm -hmm. if ever necessary. You have to yeah. already have that agreement with yourself. You know, you got to already be like, look, I wish your motherfucker would, because then if otherwise it's going to happen and you ain't going to know what to do, especially right. in such a nation as a black person. You have every right to defend yourself. Back a dog into a corner. Chase a squirrel. Turn on a light to a roach. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I said if there was ever a race war, we'd be the first ones to lose because we don't have unity like that. Because we're going to have more people that are going to run away than they're going to want to stay. Yeah, I know. But somebody got to fight. And we were born into a race war. It just ain't at that. And like, see, because war is more than just bang, bang. War is no. psychological. It's, it is it's always psychological. It's economic. It's spiritual. Mm -hmm. it's, it's societal. Structures or whatever. So I guess the person ain't coming. No, he, he right there. He, just, he said he's just listening. Oh, so it wasn't he, he, recording all that time? No, no, it was recording. I think I just pushed the button by mistake. So I just started it again. It's fine. I'm using her account, so the thing is unlimited. So, yeah. Nah, let the guest come on and say something. No, if he wants to say something, he can say whatever he wants. He come yell at me because we yelled, he yelled at me the other day, so he can finish that shit. Go ahead. Oh man, I don't. Uh, I well, didn't really. You should, you should, you should introduce yourself because this is also going to be audio, so then I don't know who the hell you are. Oh, okay. Um, what's going on? My name is Scott. Um, I'm a bartender here in uh, New York City. I work at a. Uh, Pretty well-known cocktail bar in the West Village. Also, I uh, manage a blues club in the West Village. Um, I don't know. I just really wanted to hear what you guys had to say because there's, there's a lot of stuff going on right now uh, involving the African-American community, just uh, people, in color, people in color in general. And it's, it's very interesting, some of the things that are happening at the time they are happening and the way that people are uh choosing to react so yeah uh, well like i said i mean i don't like what i don't like some of the things i've been seeing like mm. like i said in part one Candace owens lost her gofundme today because of what she said about george floyd and i said she's allowed she, she's allowed to say what she said but the fact that she tried to make the cop a little bit less of a dick than what he was that that and bringing up george floyd's arrest record like that was a that was a precursor to why he needed to be killed it didn't make sense like that's where it threw me off and i usually yeah, like I what she said a lot of people off yeah it, like it made no sense i think it's kind of a testament to uh i think it's kind of a, a testament to where well i think a lot of i think I think what she said was kind of dangerous uh, towards the positive aspects of, of what's going on right now with the movement. Um, and I don't really know why she said it. Well, what I, what I was like telling him... Bringing up a, right, what I was telling like him bringing was... bringing up a point that didn't yeah. matter. Right, like I told him earlier, like I see the black conservatives for like the last month since this has been going down, they've been taking a lot of hits. Because they've been trying to play that right is right, wrong is wrong, cause and effect, consequence. And people don't want to hear that because we already know there's consequences to every action, positive or negative. The fact that you're now 
in a, in essence demonizing this man. Uh, now you know it's bad when white people start turning on you, uh, and y'all love and especially white people that like Trump because they're usually Trump supporters and they're giving you shit, and then you know you done fucked up. So her money, I, if they didn't cut it, I know her money was going to start going down. Yeah, but I think she also uh, thrives on having the controversial opinion from the, the little, the few sound bites of her from her, because I try not to hear too much from her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's just something about her narrative and the way that she processes and delivers information in, in regards to, I don't know, uh, everything at this point. They're just kind of like, there's always a moment that kind of throws me. Yeah. All right. What were you saying, Yusef? I'm just saying that she thinks that she's a white woman. This is a trickle down effect of something that has already been prevalent and that we have been avoiding and denying and not accepting reality on and not noticing. The way that the narratives are always being spun, when you look at these articles and these crimes that are committed against Black people, and when crimes are committed by Black people, it's the same people writing it. It's called propaganda. You see what I'm saying? And so that's the first thing they do when they want to criminalize an innocent Black victim is bring up their criminal history. The first thing they do when a white identity extremist goes and shoots up and harms people of all walks of life. They claim mental health. But the day before, you had the highest IQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the same mindset that goes on in the propaganda if you actually read the articles instead of listening to the news the mind will start to do the opposite of just being programmed it'll be deprogramming because you're actually giving yourself a chance to critically think and analyze when you're reading things so you start to read these articles and reading in between the lines the way you can peek the bullshit on the news then you in there and you see that she's talking just like a right wing ratchet crack yeah that's why I, I I really I start using DuckDuckGo because I know Google and Microsoft they they censor articles, so I use that browser now, and I'm finding things that you know they 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 don't want you to know, and it's like damn. Well, I like uh, nice to meet you, Scott. I wanted to give you a, a, a idea because you say you manage a popular club up here. I wonder if. Uh, maybe it's some people who are trying to organize meetings and stuff like that within the community are all black events where we can feel safe or something like that. You know, I don't know if there's a way where you could probably get involved with that because we always be looking for places to have meetings at, like how we be having these discussions on social media. We be looking for places to have these discussions with the people in the community who always don't have time and who don't be on all that social media shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Possibly. I don't own yeah, it. If you run into so, the Black uh, Panthers, let them know. <laughs> I, have to, I have to consider that, but um, I wouldn't be opposed to it personally. Yeah. Yep, we need all of that. Mm. So what are some of your ideas? What do you think that, um, like, how do you feel as a Black man in America in your position in society? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a lot of conflicting feelings because like on the one hand uh i mean i would i wouldn't call i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to to call myself like successful or anything like that but i'm definitely not uh before before all this happened i definitely wasn't doing too bad 
Um, and, and I don't know that the the, uh, the urgency of the message and uh, just the way everything kind of went down um, and the very apparent uh, need for everybody to kind of have something uh, of their own in our community uh, definitely speaks to me. So it's definitely a time of uh, consideration and uh, brainstorming for me uh, in terms of what, I, what my next move is going to be uh, financially for myself and for others, especially coming out of this thing. So uh, I don't know. I'd just say it's like a time of deep contemplation. Also, like, uh, I don't know, uh, political, politically, things are kind of weird for me, too. Um, because I'm notice I'm definitely noticing like a like on a large scale there seems to be like a shift in the African American community where people who are fed up and so like they're coming up with every every reason to kind of like switch parties and like if you used to vote blue a lot of people are like more switching over to red saying that uh you know See, like not, not, not to cut you off but that's where y'all fuck that's where black folk are gonna fuck up at. I agree. Now, if I you're agree. gonna if you're gonna leave the Democratic Party, cool. I'm I'm for it because I left it after the election. I've been I've been independent for three years. That's where y'all fucked up at. You if black you've folks, noticed it. you've noticed it. I noticed, noticed it. it. Well, I noticed it when Trump started running. Mm-hmm. That they we ran that people were like, okay, you know what? We don't want to vote for Hillary because you know. Mm-hmm. So what we gotta lose with Trump? I mean, do you still had the assholes out there that were Harambe and Hennessy on on the third party ticket, fucking dumbasses, and then ran online the next day when he got in saying the world is over. Uh-huh. If you want to show them political how much your vote matters, leave the party and be an independent, or don't align yourself with anybody. If black folk did that, at least. I wouldn't even say 90%. If you did that, if half black folk did that, they would have to take notice. Because the Democrats can't win and the Republicans don't give a shit. Because Bush got in twice without us. Without us. Obama don't get in number one without us. He didn't need us in 2012 because he got the gay vote. So that should have been, a, that was a warning sign for a lot of black folks. I will give them credit for that. That was a warning sign. And it scared the hell out of the Democrats when Trump got 15% of black male votes. Why? That scared the hell out of them because they're, they're talking about it might go up to 30 this time. Uh, but Understand that the, the gay agenda, just because somebody got the gay vote don't mean nothing because you can get the gay vote too. Because see, everybody got their own gay people. Black and black gay, if the black gay felt like that your agenda was worth it and supportive of them as a black person too, mm-hmm. then they will go with the same black party. So those are more power and more numbers too. Cause see, they embrace the gay community and that's why they get them. Mm-hmm. It's something on a political agenda for them, just like they said, no black agenda, no vote. It's the same way with gay people. Right, but that's why I told so, you earlier that black when I when you left, that black that gay people they amassed their power because they knew they they yeah. needed power to get somewhere 
And now in 2020, like I said, if you say something online about a gay person, your whole life is over. Right. So he, I guess Obama knew he wasn't going to get what he got the first time around, so he needed to secure himself. So he said, okay, fine. I might be against gay marriage, but I'm going to pass this bill just to make sure I can shore myself up. And he showed himself up. And now, you know, he had his eight years and he's still putting route in and he's still held in high regard. Like, I don't really, I don't hold him in high regard, but that's he's, just me. He's a, uh, I mean, we, we have opposing views, but I think he's mm-hmm. a great politician. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, All right. Nah, no, look, we argued on Instagram. He plays the game very well. Again, like I said, we argued on I said he was a symbol, yeah. not a president. But, you know, you got you got you got his homers that say, you know, I'm full of crap. I'm like, okay, fine. You're entitled to your opinion. If you think he was great, that's fine. There's a lot I mean Well, I think it was bad. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna subscribe to the fact that where he's where people are like, Oh, he's like the worst president ever. I'm like, well, if you're only in your forties or your thirties you only saw maybe up to Clinton. Mm-hmm. And Clinton, for what he did with the crime bill, he did balance the budget and we were in a prosperity. So he played the game. He had more positives than negatives. Or you could say it's 50-50, whatever. Yeah. And I also, I, mean, made this, I also made this joke that we hated Bush, but now he'd been out of office for damn near 12 years and Anytime he come on social media, we love that man. Even to the point where I heard we people saying they wish we wish we we'd rather have Bush than Trump. I've seen black people write this on social media. Well, well, yeah, because that's just that just tells you how people feel about Trump. But again, and then I said this to black folks like, but y'all signed up for this. This is true. Y'all, y'all could have had Ben Carson. As Democrats, y'all could have messed the system up by just voting for Ben Carson and making sure he got the nomination. Well, y'all didn't do that. So then y'all said, Trump got in, okay, you got Hillary. See, I vote for Hillary or I stay home. Okay, you got, the result. You, got, you got the result you wanted. So you got to eat it. Now you want to say he racist. I'm like, cool. Tell me something he said it was racist. Why you been racist? What do you say about black folks that's racist? Tell me. Maybe I missed it. Fuck all of them. I got. I, I, no, I hear you. Yeah. That's why I. That's why I said black folk just be. I agree. Independent. Yeah. Be well, independent. He has a. He has a history of. He has a history of questionable comments uh, towards blacks and minorities. It's, you. I don't. I don't know if you disagree, but. Okay. I got. A, I got a good question for you, Seth. But I'm gonna let you finish. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, is he's. He's got a history of indirect and not nice comments towards uh, black people and people of color uh, that seem to be made specifically only in regards to them. Uh, He's also quick to convict. Uh, We talked about this before, about the Central Park Five, the five Mm -hmm. young men who were wrongly convicted of uh of raping a woman in the park a white woman in the park mm-hmm. and he he uh he had some 
he was actually adamant about uh about about their, their, yes yes he was um but aside from, aside from that he's just he's just not really a great a great president and um i i feel you on that he, he's not but again there's no class to be a president that's true there's no course i mean even the senators i mean they know more but they don't know how to be presidents and most of, the, most of the senators we vote in, they just politic. Yeah, but it helps to have some kind of background in politics before you take on, like, the, the top seat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of irresponsible yeah. to... Well, again, he was a... Trump was an albatross, just yeah. like Reagan was. But at least yeah. Reagan was a governor. But, yeah. It's just kind of irresponsible to essentially take somebody off the street or, like, from a completely different field and throw them in that. I think that they're going to do a good job just because they have like some celebrity. Right. Which is why he, which is why they surround themselves with people. But okay. Youssef, I got a question for you. I got one for y'all too. Well, not a question, but a brainstorm. Cause I got to go soon. Okay. Cool. Talk about this later. Okay, cool. All right. My question is this. So Scott brought up that, you know, he said questionable things about black people. But we see all these pictures now of him back in the day around Sharpton and Jesse and all these other black leaders. You can hang out with black people and still be racist. No, that's fine. Exactly. That's fine. So are they considered coons or are they just misguided? Or are they just drank his Kool-Aid? They're coons. Okay, so they're coons. That's what I that, yeah. that that's how I feel too. You if might, y'all hear me on my show, lucky. I don't like I don't like Sharpton. You might get lucky. Uh-huh. You might be lucky to have one of them out of a hundred or one out of something. I don't know. You might be lucky to have one or two that are actually going under the radar behind enemy lines, but that's how a lot of coon mentality start. A lot of these people originally do want to be a part of the black community and they do want better for themselves and their community, but they eventually detach themselves and just worry about themselves. So they're looking for like, you know, um, ways to entertain massa. You see what I'm saying? They know what they be doing. You know, okay. And so it's like it's, it's it's a conflict of interest. I can't deal with you in these in these high racial climate and you kissing white ass. You know, I'm wanting white approval, but you'd be lucky if you get one that's actually no. What I was saying was a lot of coons start off thinking that they're just gonna go cool for a little bit, and then they're gonna come back and save their people, but they wind up stunk in the uh, lost in the sauce. Right. Yeah. You don't have the willpower it takes. It's very rare that you get a person that's strong enough to really go endure all of that for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of pride. Right. Okay. So Sharp is a coon. I don't know. I don't trust that man. But people love that man. Anytime somebody die, he show up. I I don't know. That's dedication. That's dedication. I mean, I, th- I think it's like all about how you look at it. Uh, you were talking about the neighborhood watch earlier, mm-hmm. how like they have to be able to hold their own people accountable, but then also they have to, you know, kind of like serve as the buffer in between mm-hmm. uh, to the police or whomever. I kind well, of. I think I, I think Sharpton and Jesse would be against that because if that was the case, they can't they can't say nothing to white people no more. Mm-hmm. No, I kind of view them as that. If anything, you know, because they, 
I mean, because the community depends on them in a way to to come out and and speak on their behalf and their defense in these like higher in these spaces where where you know things are different and you got to kind of like diffuse to get what you want. Mm-hmm. You can't hear me? No, I hear you. No, I okay. hear you. So, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I've never really been in the in the practice of calling people coons or like even thinking that way. So Call it what uh, it is. Something that you see. I mean, look, I look. You you gotta call you gotta call it because like I said, that, like we said earlier, if you don't call the them out, it? it's basically someone's playing to white people more, but they're doing it under the guise yes. that they're trying to help black people. And we, we have enough examples like a, of that. Like a Candace Owens. Yes, yes. Race training. She, she does do that. I mean, she does make points from time to time, but she does. She, she's catering more to the conservative side, which we all know is mostly white people. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Brandon Tatum. I mean, he black, but he, he, he pro-cop. So anything he say is going to be in defense of them. Which is fine. That's his community. That's who you want to defend. That's cool. And you have other voices like that. I mean, some that are conservative, they do say the right things and they're not trying to placate the white people. But for the most part, most of them are going to do that. Uh-huh. Like Sharpton, you, ain't no way you could have gotten away for thirty years saying what you said and then be a democratic, then be a democratic candidate. There's no way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I got a problem with Ti now. Ti trying to be all pro black, but then he the same one ready to go to jail for some guns and then talk about snitching. I'm like, you, you can't have, and they end up in the Marvel movie. Yeah, like come on, bro. Ti is not even really on my radar. I like. Killer he better Mike. be on your radar. Ti Ti scares me. Him and Killer Mike. Killer Mike is a little better than him, but both of them scare me. Why does Killer Mike scare you? I, I can't trust him. I can't because even Killer Mike pulled that crap when he when he had his revolt summit and he had Candace Owens there and he pulled that crap with not letting her talk. I was like, son, this is your opportunity. You have one of the leading black conservative voices. You had her in your in your city on your stage. You could have out debated her and made her look bad, but you let your emotion. Cloud, what you did, that's and exactly she came out of there looking better. She got sympathy out of that. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's, I know Yusef was pissed because I was down there in his city. He pissed. There's probably a lot of uh, there's probably a lot of black people at this point that don't really want to hear her talk. Um, Can I say? Well, well black people canceled her a while, a while ago. Them. Let me tell you how I feel about the Ti's and the Killer Mikes and all of them out here in the world, right? Mm-hmm. They be doing something good, and it, it's borderline. I don't like when motherfuckers trade the borderline with the black empowerment and invested mm-hmm. in the black community. See, you only worried about it when it came to Atlanta. It was all good when the shit was out there in Minneapolis. It was like, ride out, exactly. ride out. Right. Then well, look at his press conference. Motherfucking calm down. Just right. like you out there slanging and banging, but you still won 800 tips. You feel me? And then you get down and you start talking about the real issue. See, this is what I don't like. This is a lot of us who do this, black men. Who need to, you know, start except uh, going across the threshold? Okay, we'll talk about building up the black community. We'll talk about how black women need to change. We'll talk about how things need to change, but we won't talk about colorism. 
We won't talk about interracial breeding. We won't talk about certain things. You know, so it's like borderline and protecting themselves right at the enemy's borders. And so you can't really trust them either. It's not only white people who try to oppress the black community. It's anybody because we don't defend ourselves. When did, uh, when, when, when did Killer Mike not talk about those things that you listed? Or when, no, when, he did it at his press conference, but if you juxtapose that with what he did last year at his Revolt Summit, it sounds like two different messages. Because you can't say that you're for this, we got to go ride out on everybody, we got to start building our own. But then when it comes to your city, if you got this much power, you could have told everybody to go sit down. Don't bring that to Atlanta. You waited for it to happen at CNN, which nobody wants to bring up. He went to that white corporation where it gave all them black people money and jobs and opportunities. He didn't want to mess that up. So he said, you know what? Y'all got to calm down. Because they weren't rioting in the hood as, mm-hmm. as much. They were down there in Lenox Square. I mean, I don't remember. I don't think Lenox but Lenox Square, that went through a whole transformation. That's all like white shops now. It's an expensive area now. So you, so you think he told them to stop just because... He didn't want to piss off white folks. He didn't want to piss off white folks. Conflict of his interest because of the white people who he's in business and cahoots with. Exactly. With his goals, he, he don't want to. He don't want to lose his platforms. That's why we ain't gonna have him on every day. Yeah, you gotta stop. What, but what does it have to do? If what does it have to do with him personally? If it's gonna mess up his money. How? Because they'll drop him. Because he's black. You can support somebody's movement and agree to disagree on certain things and still hold them accountable at the same time. Right. You see, he has a very great message. A lot of them do. But like I said, on a regular basis, some of the other social issues and the things that you don't need all of that power for, just as a regular black person. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, again, things that affect the people in our community. Our people are suffering from a lot of different aspects of trickle down from, you know, dealing with this encounter with white people or whatever. So, so, you, so you feel like people like Killer Mike are a half measure? Yeah, I and, feel like they straddle the fence. I feel like even they straddle the fence. No one is really brave enough to, and believe in the community right, enough like, can rely on the community enough mm-hmm. and all those things to be able to really go all the way hard in the motherfucking paint. Because at the end of the day, anytime we accept something from our enemy, that's our fault. And we're the ones who need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. We're the only people in the world who get our main um, resources from our self-sworn enemy. Mm-hmm. Like I had this, I had this thing I told my wife the other day. I was like, Dre, Snoop, Magic Johnson, all them dudes out in LA could have bought Long Beach and made that a haven out there for black folks. Killer Mike T.I. and all of Atlanta people, Tyler Perry, could have made a whole black town down in Atlanta. Exactly. The Oprah, Kanye, Common, and Obama could have bought the entire South Side and built it up. It's what people say and do. It's what people the, say Right, the celebrities up here in New York, all these New York rappers could have bought, they could have bought all these gentrified areas. Jay-Z could have bought all them projects in Bed-Stuy. And made it, and made it, and had that money. They, we don't do that. All the Texas like rappers, that? all the Texas rappers, could have bought Houston. Do you feel like that's their responsibility? If you're gonna sit there and say, no, look, here's the thing: if you're gonna talk about, Caleb Mike like if, owns like a third of a block, if I'm not mistaken. We mean a third of a block. He's got. That's what I said. It's a good start. Nobody's just swearing what he did. Yeah, but, but here's the other thing too: as great as that start, nobody's following his example. 
because we're tearing them down. We're tearing them down right in this discussion. Are it's we? not about no, tearing not. them down. It's more, it's more about holding them and we're having the intellectual that we're being, discussion. We're, we're trying to tell them that you have to be held accountable for things that you say and do. And do more, yeah. Like he said, sure. you're straddling, you're straddling the fence. Discourse. He's mm-hmm. waiting to see what the outcome is. Because if black people win, he's going to jump over and he's gonna be like, yeah, my message got out there. If white people win, he's going to go back over there and he's still going to preach his message, but he's not going to go as hard about it because he's going to worry about his money. That's why Trina got in trouble with what she said. Did she have to use animal? No, but she, her message was, we got to stop tearing our own. People, black folk got mad at her. Instead of her saying, I was right, she had to go apologize because she was worried about her money. Like I said, all those black people I mentioned in their cities, we could have had five major Wall, black Wall Streets right there, which would have got us back our political one power. Thing. One more yeah. thing, right? Yeah. What people say and do and what they spend their money on shows you where their interests lie. No one's saying they're discrediting nothing that he's doing. He's doing a very good thing, and I'll commend him to continue. But also, you know, learn from the mistakes of other of, of people made and really analyze the situation. There's more ways where you could be doing and the things that you do and don't do show us how you really feel about the black community. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. So when we calling out what people doing, that's not nothing. It's just holding accountable. And we have an intellectual conversation because we want something new. We need to think on a higher level. We have to dig ourselves and think ourselves and work ourselves and persuade ourselves out of this situation. We are in such a low place mentally and vibrationally, you know, and looking for somebody to do something. That's a lot of pressure on somebody who is a killer Mike, who has a certain amount of black crime. We're just saying we're looking for, see, Killer Mike and T.I. could have been president and vice president if they was really just out here. Not putting it all on them per se, but you get T.I., Killer Mike, Jay-Z, a couple other basketball players, that's a trillion dollars. Why are there no black schools? Why are there no black hospitals? Why are there no black black schools, no jails? Nobody's doing nothing. So if they can, they're not none of them doing nothing. I mean, I he is, bless him. Bless him if he's starting that. But. I love Killer Mike. I hear what you're saying, though. I hear what you're saying, though. It's just, it's just a tough conversation because then they're going to tell you back on the back end that that's their, that they still have to think about themselves first. Like, yeah. That's fine. But if you're going to talk a pro-black message, you got to have pro-black action fully behind yes. it. Uh-huh. And a black wife. And a black wife. Yeah, that does help. Shout out to Jeezy. No, not really. So you, so you can't have a. All right, <laughs> that's a different discussion. Nah, we're not, we're not going to get no, into that. Now you might as well just go with them, and hopefully they they march for you. Hopefully they go ahead and change the world with your death. Like, see, you I'm, notice, notice, Jeezy you know is getting is? married to that Asian woman, but you notice he ain't saying nothing about all this. Cause you know what's going to happen. Cheesy, yeah, but, yeah, but he know what's going to happen if he start preaching a pro black message. The pro black exactly. Come after we're it. Not going to hope. He's not going to be um, credible because he, exactly. he's, not, he's not sleeping black. He's just waiting to, for things to come up. Yeah, it's, a genetic, it's on a genetic level because at the end of the day, you can be black as you want, but who's going to continue the black race? Heterosexual black men and black women are the most important gene on this fucking earth. Okay. The end. Yeah. Shit. 
Yusef, <laughs> I had an After idea, that. but I'm, I'm going to rescind it. I was going to ask you to come on the Dame Preference show, but nah, I can't do that. I want you to come on the accountability show, though. I want you to come on that one. We, okay. we got to talk. We got to talk on that one. That, that, that's no problem, bro. No problem. I told you I wanted you on there because I, I need real talk. We got to stop sugarcoating it. We're, we're in a, we've been in a state emergency since 1865. We'll even go back to 1619, but 1865 was the day we got free. At all times. We're late responders. Yeah. Feel that. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. I think I think we're in a space right now where where the where the hard conversations are starting to happen again. So I mean, it's really on seeing what this generation is going to do with I'm it. Trying to get, I'm trying to get this female on. I'm a female perspective, yeah. and they're out of love. Well, we need more men perspective. I think we need yeah. more of the men's perspective because well, the women do, are always well. Vocal. Yeah, when I put up that post, I wanted more men in there. Yeah, women are always vocal. They talk too much. God, dog, he said it. I'm going to cut that part out. We cut that part friends. out and put it up. On no, thank you, oh, women. Man. Thank you, black women. We no, we thank you, but <laughs> y'all talk too much. You are backbone, but we got to fight. We got to fight. This is a yeah. black men's fight up against a white men's system for some real shit. These women feel like they got to be warriors and shit. Why they feel like that and we don't? Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Tough out here. Oh. Damn. This is good. See, I, I want to How you feel, Mike? Look, I got knowledge, man. I mean, look, I got yelled at at my mom's house last week because of what I said. I said we got to separate to eradicate. And she got mad at me for saying that. I'm like, Mom, you, you from the old school. You about to retire. You good. You could go back to Jamaica and sit down for the rest of your life. I got I got I got a little girl to worry about. And, and these knuckleheads out here, they, they not making it easy. I gotta I gotta I gotta start thinking radically now. I have one more year up here in New York and I'm gone, bro. Cause New York dude, it, it's falling apart. What you think it's going to gonna be better somewhere else? Because, like, what happened, it happened. What's that you said? I said, you think it's going to be better somewhere else? Because it's what gonna happened? It's going to be a lot better than New York. There's too much, seg- there's too much segregation up here for, for me to, to try to raise a kid up here. But you say you want to separate to eradicate. I separate that, that nigga mentality because that's not helping us right now. We gotta we gotta think more strategically right now. I'm not saying you can't be militant, but you gotta you gotta be you gotta be tactical right now. It's, it's a way to do both. It's a way to do both inside yeah. of your mind and deprogramming, deniggerizing yourself. That's personal inner work anyway. Everybody right. don't need to know about that. When you present yourself to the world in the reality that we're in, that's one thing. But that shouldn't stop you from working on the inner work. Just like mm-hmm. working on the inner work shouldn't stop you from being in reality and knowing that it is what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. But to have that common energy of striding forward is what we need to vibrate from our people. So why do you think the mentality is so much worse here in New York other than like other parts because, of the country? I wonder. Well, well here's the thing with those New are York. Northern states. 
the yeah, northern states, and and I told my wife this too. The northern states are way more racist than they are down south. Because I've been down south, in, I've been in Virginia, D.C., Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama. I even went over to St. Louis. It's not it. I I felt safe. I felt safer down there than I do up here, and I was around racist because, white folk. Because you felt like it was more racist. No. It was, no. I ain't seen no racism down there. I didn't see it. I saw pride. Listen, that's because you can respect as a man. As a man, that's because you can respect someone showing you who they really are and not right. hiding. Being up front and saying, yes, I'm a racist motherfucker here. Stay your nigger ass away from me. That's fine. Think about it like this, Scott. You go down to a, a college football oh game. Down there, as opposed down there, to thinking they're your ally. Yeah, go down to a college football game down south. You could be saying so right next to a racist, you but, but yes, yes. That's why I, I also like, wrote like on Instagram. I'd rather deal with the bigot that I know than the racist I don't. Mm. Yes, because if you're telling me up front, you know who you are. It's my you gave me a choice now how to deal with. It. And guess um, what else? That's why, and, I, and that was a direct shot. My quote at white liberals, because they're the mm -hmm. same ones that they'll say they're for you, but like I said, and they really right in Hampton, right? What yes. was right in Hampton? They ran quick. They were the one covering their faces. Exactly. That's why I don't trust none of them. Right. I don't trust none of them. The same KKK murdering and lynching is the same news that was running society tomorrow, and you never knew who was who. It's right. called. They'll write BLM for you, but they're not going. They're, they're not for you. In your face. Uh, it's easier to accept when you see the overt racism. It's easier right. to accept that this is what the fuck it is. Fuck them, nigga. Uh, yeah, like when you go down south, do you hear people down there be like, yo, I fuck white people? They're like, okay, we know white people over there, we stay over here. But if there's a common goal, we all gonna, we all gonna click up. Interesting. That's interesting to me. I'm born and raised in New York, so. I, I am too, but I've gone down south for years and I felt, I felt so safe down there and so much better that I was like, I, I need to leave New That's York. That's interesting. It's just I, because I, of the black people, because these are the southern, the southern states are the slave states. You <laughs> see, the whole reason why that we was even so-called free from slavery, which that ended wrong too, because we should have ended it busting their asses and walking away with their heads, but whatever. We right. ended it because the North and the South was fighting over benefiting off the slave labor. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. So every anytime they bring up the Civil War, throw in the face the what is that supposed to mean? You're not racist. No. Like I even had an argument today. I don't trust none of them. I, I even had an argument today. I was like, why would y'all deface Lincoln's statue? If it wasn't if okay, he lost money on slavery. Okay, he still freed us. He didn't have to do that. Fuck Lincoln too. Fuck Lincoln too. Did you ever hear some of Lincoln's greatest quotes? They talk yeah. about how much. He despised us and our yeah, existence. Yeah, and with three fifths of the man. Them. And then all of this and this and that. Fuck that. Don't nobody give a fuck about white approval and acceptance. And right. We don't give a fuck. We are the original humans and we come in all shapes and sizes and got all kind of diversity amongst ourselves and don't need you. You are 6,000 years old as a subspecies and we are trillions of years old. Fuck up. I hear you. I'm getting mad now. No, don't get mad. Don't get mad. Let's end it off on a good note. I want, I want you to save that energy for the accountability show. Oh, I, know, I know you got a lot to say on that show. I like being mad. Watch Smart, Angry, and Black. Yeah, but that's, that's what we need. Cuss we need. Out. See, when you're mad but strategic, that's dangerous. 
I will agree with you. I don't think that there's any uh, strategic end goal. I think when all this started, I think uh, I think we all just kind of reacted emotionally without really thinking about what we're going to do tomorrow. And I think now, like the right. discussion needs to yeah, be more We said that you burned down Target and AutoZone. Great. You should have had you should have had black people in had place to buy those buildings, bulldoze it down, and have black shops there. That's what you should Your white did. ally threw the first brick, though. Mm-hmm. Your white ally threw the first brick, though. Don't forget yep. that. Nope, he 100%. did. That cop threw that brick. Y'all burned down affordable housing. Nobody nobody said sorry. What are you going to do like, with that? Now, now Minnesota's going to look like Detroit, because now y'all talking about getting rid of the police. And quiet as it kept, watch Ilhan Omar become their mayor. And Minnesota's going to go to hell because all them companies are going to run. Uh, all the white people are going to move out. Mm-hmm. No, no. You know what? It's not that they're going to move out. They're going to move north and they're going to click up. I implore of us all to have these discussions more at home, rather there in public or not. But to have them at home with your little cousins, your mm-hmm. uncles, your dad, your, your children, have these discussions more at the kitchen table, please, so that we can um, be aware of the situation we're in. There's absolutely nothing racist about being aware about the situation we're in. That's why we see the youngins out there marching now is because some people had the courage enough to accept reality and to be able to still try to, you know, make something out of that. Right. right. And they rely on each other for that. So, you know, all of this racism and historical shit that's being taught down in white degeneracy, it's taught to them through tradition and symbolism and family and discussions at the table. They're uncomfortable. You don't want to hear them, but I, I you gotta have you gotta talk have about this more. And, and don't get mad at each other to the point where you can't be friends no more and you can't be family no more. And devise a ride out plan. That's what I'm talking about on my next live stream after this on my channel, because I'm going to talk about the black ride out plan. Yeah. What do you mean when you say ride out plan? You need an escape yeah. plan. Yeah, because we're gonna need. Let's say motherfuckers wait till it's too late. We gonna have to do it. We got to ride out now. How are we gonna do it? Because I've been thinking about. I've been thinking a lot about investing in Africa when I get some money. That's nice that, That's what. That's what's. That's where we're gonna be in twenty years. We're gonna have to go back to Africa. But please. And, but here's the pl- here's the problem with that. We're gonna have to go fight the Chinese as soon as we get there. Join me if you can on my YouTube channel at I will. Today Show, okay? I'm about to go. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, I'm about to end this. I got to get set up for that. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to huh? end this. I'm about to end this and put I'll it up. Check you out. Okay, thank you. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. All right, folk. And that was fun. Sometimes fun. So I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to put this up. I'm going to listen to Yousef show. Get something to eat again. I'm hungry. Same. Yeah, so Scott, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man, that was interesting. Yeah, diversity of thought is the key to knowledge. Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Peace. Goodbye. Uh, folk, see, I told y'all, when you get passionate black folk on it, you can get some things addressed. Yeah, so y'all see my beard and all this. But yeah. I want to thank those two brothers for coming on. Unfortunately, I wish Rose was here, but, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, we'll give you a show this week. If not, we'll just let you ride out with this. Probably drop it on Wednesday, the video and the audio. And this weekend, 
gonna be a fun show. The wife comes on because we're going to talk about us being parents for one whole year because baby's birthday is on Monday. So we'll give you the highs and the lows, the slips, falls, and trials and tribulations of being new parents. You know, how about the black youth? Things like that. So we're going to go. I'm going to go. Talk to y'all soon. I ain't got it. And shout out to New York City for finally opening up. No, damn, it took you four months to do it. But hey, it is what it is. Take y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.